Hey, I'm Justin. This is Chaz. Join us as we look back together, but learn to stay present. Come with us as we rise up with hope on the horizon. This is the podcast of Extraordinary Millennial Gentlemen. No, man, that's, I think that's totally relatable for our experience. And, you know, our, ours had some different steps. Mm-hmm. We, we were married. My wife, likewise, just kind of had a window where she said, you know, if we're going to do um, some serious family planning, then here's the window. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was balancing that probably ideal of having this size family, you know, that we both Mm -hmm. were looking forward to also protecting her health. And, um, so my wife had some history of complications with completely unrelated surgeries and those were never really deemed as like, okay, there's going to be a serious problem when we go to try and conceive or to have a child. But I guess, (laughs) how about this? I don't know if anybody can relate to this out there, whether you're the husband or the, or the wife listening. Um, but I happen to be one of those individuals where my medical record um, is like two lines, you know, my medical history. <laughs> and you were there for one of them. Oh, oh my gosh, you were there for one of them. Different story for a different day. Do recall, yes. Um, so that's, that's the big second line on there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's medical history through no fault of her own is mm-hmm. pretty vast, right? Yeah. Um, procedure, surgeries. I mean, like gallbladder, appendix. It's like, that sucks, Yeah. right? Those things happen, though. It's thank goodness for modern-day science. So mm-hmm. um, going into that, it wasn't like, okay, the, the, you know, the stats are pretty low. They're not in our favor. Yeah. But we, we got through two years of not even a positive pregnancy. So oh, yeah. like, yeah. it's like <laughs> up to the plate, striking out. I'm yep. getting three pitches. Losing seasons over <laughs> and over. Right. Not, not losing, but we never had a win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot of practice, stretching, getting in condition, you know? Yep. Um, okay. Too many layers of metaphor there, but bringing it back to the PG version of what I'm trying to get to, Mm -hmm. um, no success there. And we were, I want to say we were like two and a half years, similar to your experience of like this cultural influence of like, Oh, well just get a baby. Yeah. Just to, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying it was that light minded that people were relaying, but it was kind of like, well, here's your best option. Yeah. And um, so we thought about that. We talked about that a lot. Um, actually grew up in a home where we had some foster kids mm-hmm. um, for for a few years. Uh, Mom will probably correct me on that. She'll probably like, it was 12 months <laughs> and two weeks. Um, yeah. But ha- had an experience uh, mm-hmm. sim- similar to adoption when I was a kid um, within our own family. And so I was open to it. And it was something mm-hmm. that my wife and I had talked about. Um, as we kind of were in our first year of marriage and it was part of our family plan, but it was like break the glass. And I think unfortunately, um, in a lot of instances in society, it is, I don't want to say it's taboo, but it's kind of a, well, there's always this. Mm -hmm. And I think that demeans it a little bit. 
you know, kind of in our point of reference of where adoption falls, right? Yeah, I think it's it's a good way to, for people that maybe don't have experience with this, it's like when your wife comes to you with a problem and mm-hmm. as the man, you're like, I got the solution. Here it is, yeah. silver platter. Up. I got go. this. This is easy. Making Pull it out of the sound. bag. Guess what? You can adopt. And they're like, I just wanted you to listen. I just want you to validate yeah. my feelings. And culturally, oh, like, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy thing to do on this topic. If you're that other person listening, you're, you're trying to comfort. You're you're coming yeah. from a place of goodness and. Um, but you've just not maybe been through it. So you're just like, Oh, that's fine. You know, brush it off. You'll be able to. And everybody adopt. knows somebody, everybody yep. knows somebody. Right. Yep. I think fertility infertility is like that now, mm-hmm. but I think in, with adoption, everybody knows somebody. And, and that's not a bad thing. Like you said, yeah. there's a overall kind of under underlying taboo about the subject of infertility that I think like you said, if I were that person not directly involved or not have any experience with this, I'd probably be kind of clutching for something to relate that yeah. I think is an expression of empathy. And again, right. it's not like, how dare you yeah. bring up adoption? But it's just kind of, I think for where we were mm-hmm. in that like three-year mark, it was just a reminder of the failure. Right. Yeah. It was and that, like, it's yeah, just, we oh, don't have options. Yeah. We're not able to do this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so what happened with that? So we actually went through an agency. We went through all the qualifications. We got right. on a waiting list for placement. Mm-hmm. That is where we were at when we suddenly had our lives kind of flipped upside down with some career moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in hindsight, opportunities at the time, it felt like the ceiling was falling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, got through that, relocated to Colorado uh, I, I joined a different company. It's just the second company out of, out of school that I'd worked for, um, much larger company company, uh, in the healthcare industry. And I distinctly remember sitting in my in-laws house on a Sunday afternoon, I printed out like a 90 page, uh, explanation of benefits. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember why other than I'm just analytical and weird like that. And I like to know what's included <laughs> in my plan. Yeah. And I was going through there and sure enough, they had infertility treatments uh, and they listed which were, were covered, but they had uh, 90% coverage of cost oh, wow. up to yeah. a certain amount. And I was like, honey, yeah. um, before we lived in uh, Colorado, we lived in Idaho for a stint and, um, during that three-year time we were there, we could not find a fertility specialist mm-hmm. that was close by. We had a three- to four-hour drive. Um, and as you guys know, yep. maybe if, you, if you're if you experiencing infertility or have experienced infertility, Chaz, I know you know, um, once you select a doctor or specialist to start going to, you're there often. Yes. Um, the baselines they're trying to create, frequent trips. Yep. Um, sometimes there are going to be certain rounds of tests that need you basically every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah. You'll need to be there for certain, certain po- points. So that was never in the works for us while we lived in Idaho and it was remote and we were both working and trying to scrape by. Uh, so when we got to Colorado, it was just down the road with 90% covered. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started some, uh, some tests. My wife had a, a surgery as part of that. Um, that was some corrective surgery Again, 
related or potentially related to some of her early surgeries she had just in her basic medical history. Yeah. Uh, nothing that was a clear evidence uh, of this is all it's going to take. Um, the doctors that we worked with at that practice in Colorado were extremely knowledgeable and that is what they did. You know, that all they did was deal with these kind of cases. So they yeah. knew the statistics mm-hmm. extremely well. And I think we're very matter of fact with us where family friends, society was just like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It'll happen. Yeah. You're good people. You deserve it. And it was like, yeah. So pulling in the science of it was a huge, huge benefit for us to understand. So yeah. I feel like we have a totally different experience in our first three years of just guesswork, mm-hmm. no specialist guesswork. There's something wrong. Who knows what kind of defeatist yeah. when, when you're in that, it feels like a, a feedback loop you can't get out of mm-hmm. sometimes. Yep. And when we went to that, that clinic and had a total life change, um, part of that was we didn't have to worry about the financial invested. We, we didn't have as much of a financial burden in the investigation. Mm-hmm. And so there was some hope in seeking answers. There was hope in having the courage to go to a specialist and say, we have problems. We don't know what they are. We weren't at the point where we're like, here's the plan. We've got hope in the plan because we've got information. But I yeah. think we had hope in the courage of doing something. Yeah. Trying something. Taking some steps, trying to figure things out. Hey, thanks for spending some time with us today. Uh, hope you find hope and joy throughout this upcoming week. If you've liked this podcast, please hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and we'll see you next week. I ate my grandma.